2: from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. <laughs> That's some interdimensional idea. <laughs> Wake up, Aaron.
0: This is only the beginning.
2: Dude, you just blew my mind. Are you ready to get your mind blown? Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Tin Fall Hat you know I am. You know I'm here to do? I'm here to rock. That's right. Uh guys, real quick, I want to say something. Um, this episode's a real fun episode. Um, it's with my good friend Maverick Matthews. Uh I'm super excited to have him on. It's a real fun conversation about, you know, just uh the universe, uh, art, uh intelligence agencies controlling uh, certain people, uh their fingerprints, culture, uh and just, just basically controlling your reality and stuff like that. So it's a fun conversation. Now I have to be honest with you. There's a couple moments where, um, you can hear what's going on in my place. I'm really sorry about that. It's just, this is my life right now. I'm blessed to have two babies. Um, You know, Martha isn't feeling well. So uh, it's just a kind of chaotic moment. Uh, Obviously, I would prefer to do the recordings in the studios, but that's not possible. And I know that you guys can listen to anything you want. I keep that in mind all the time. So I just want to say, sorry, we're trying our hardest. And uh, we love you very much. And uh, I hope the Swarm can understand sometimes being a dad is a little crazy. So I just want to say that opening up. Um, It's a great show. I hope you enjoy it. It's just a fun conversation. I've been trying to do a little bit more of these shows where we just have conversations. I like having guests. I like them coming, telling us how they see the world. But I also like just sitting down with my friends and talking. This was a great conversation between myself uh, Maverick Matthews and Johnny. Nice. Um, we don't know where XG is. He could be dead. We don't know. Uh, he, but you know, let's hope and pray. Let's hope, let's pray to the big taco truck in the sky that my man's here still with us. Uh, I think so, but he might be out there getting weird too. So we didn't know, uh, guys, if you want to see me live, um, my, well, my, my next appearance, you'll see me. I will be on the, um, Comedy Store Docs series on Showtime that starts October 4th. I'm supposedly in three out of the five episodes, so I don't know what episode I'm in, but it starts October 4th. Hang out. Check it out. I'm really excited to be an honor to be a part of it. Uh, I've canceled all my gigs up until I believe it's October 23rd. I'll be in Cleveland at the um, Hilarities. Uh, downtown cleveland so go check that out i will be putting that all on my all my dates up on my website finally uh got some great patreons for you i'm um, doing a, lo- a lot of great stuff on the uh, tinfoil hat patreon go to TinfoilHatPatreon.com/slash Tinfoil tinfoilhat check that out i also have a patreon with my good friend um, Brian Callen. It's the Conspiracy Social Club and brother. I am crushing on that. So if you want to see a debate between a lizard person and a conspiracy theorist, go check that out. It's a lot of fun. Uh it's an honor to rumble with my good friend Brian Callen. Uh my my spiritual podcast, Zero, is doing really well. It's available on Rockfin. You just gotta go to Rockfin. Dot com slash zero. That's R-O-K-F-I-N.com slash. And you'll get that good stuff, dude. There's two episodes a week. They use about 45 minutes and they uh they really break down everything that's going on. So check that out. I'm going to start doing more stuff on there as well. Um, Some super great t-shirts are coming out. We got, if you want to rage on behalf of the machine t-shirt, go to T-shirts.com and check that out. Um, So that's about it, guys. I hope you guys can see me on the County Store Um, docuseries. I'm very excited about it. We're working really hard. A new episode of Broken Simulation. That is my, we call it the uh, Sports Center for the Apocalypse. And it's just what's going on in the world. It's a comedic fun thing that just dropped. So just go to um, YouTube slash Sam Tripoli Comedy, and you can check that out. Now, if you ever want to watch the show, it is available on YouTube.com slash Sam Tripoli. So uh, Broken Sims on YouTube YouTube.com slash Sam Tripoli Comedy, and Tim Full Hats available on YouTube.com slash Sam Tripoli. And all these links for everything is available down in the description area, okay? I appreciate you guys Thanks for uh, checking this out, and uh, enjoy the conversation. It's a fun one. Thank you, guys. So uh, you know our guest. He joined us at the Comedy Store uh, live podcast, and we're finally glad to get him on. Um, He was supposed to do it earlier, but just like crazy dates and all that stuff. And so we're blessed to finally make it happen. He's the man. He is the king of the outdoor schools. Please welcome to the show Maverick Matthews. How are you, Maverick? Awesome, man. Hello, Swarm. Awesome to be here. Johnny, Good morning, I heard you clapping like, quietly
1: back there. Well,
2: thank you. Uh, thank All you clapping. so much uh, for joining us again. Um, our friend Nick Hinton uh, hooked us up, and we have not looked back since. BFFs forever, right?
1: Dude, shout out to Nick Hinton and his newly formed uh, Institute for Folly. Uh, you're going to be hearing about that soon, so pretty his, cool. You know shout what? It's like kind
2: of crazy. Like He's one of those guys – that just is like people follow him, man. He is he, he, he has what the kids call the Elvis factor. I don't have the Elvis factor. You know what I have? The Tom Waits factor. That's what I've decided. I'm more of a Tom Waits type following. Like those who know him, know him. And you, when you see him, you know him. But outside of that. You're,
1: you're speaking to a guy like that, man. You're speaking yeah, to right. a guy who, when a lot of people meet him, you're, they're like, he's a little too intense. I'm not how, sure how to classify him. We have a real similar energy, Sam and uh
2: Yeah, well, Tom you know, White's, I mean, yeah. I, I piss people off right in my family. Um, XC says, no, Kent, sorry. So that means he's probably somewhere where there's someone being held at gunpoint. So huh. he can't join us today, but that's okay. Yeah, bless him. I hope it's time bad. for a white guy Fucking party, everybody! White guy party, white guy party. Just a bunch of white dudes who I just wish I had my glasses. Then be white guys with glasses party. White guys with glasses.
3: Sam, Sam. Let's be honest. You're you're barely white. You're you're, I'm barely white,
2: dude. I'm Armenian, Italian. Okay, you're right. I am more Asian african so okay. i'm blasian you are right johnny where okay. i'm where,
3: I, where i'm from you'd get some looks my friend <laughs>
2: oh dude i have been in north carolina doing stand-up i've walked in the room and they're like whites only
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad Come
2: johnny on. do you have do you have kids
3: no no no
2: that he knows of okay yeah. so this
1: might this might turn into a dad party here because you know i have okay. a son a 20 month year old son i have a Sam's nephew post some beautiful pictures well that's I have a, close but it's yeah. not even close
0: yeah.
2: so let's get into it dude you've been uh you've been talking a lot about this new school system that you want to start uh so wh- where do we where do we want to start brother
1: yo check it out i want to give you guys some gifts first actually I, and i wanted to be in studio to do this but i'm gonna sneak down to the comedy store asap as soon as they open their doors and hand these off to you but you would you like me to give you your gift first sam or should i give uh johnny, Go johnny
2: first and me first take care of the boys. you're gonna, you're gonna
1: that's First insane. of all, I'm gonna. I need to apologize. I have a podcast called Pepper for Your Steak, and it is for 25 year olds and older. I cuss like a sailor. Trying to mitigate my cussing, but I'm gonna drop a few bombs
2: here. Having Dude, said feel that, feel free to go hard in the pain. You're gonna fucking love this. All I ask this is, is, is for if you use the n word, tell me so I in case I get a boner. <laughs> Mister Nice,
1: I like that. So this like is a book right. by Howard Marks. I'm not sure. Have you ever heard of this guy?
3: I've not. What is it? Uh, okay, so he was friend's one, friend's of
1: one of the biggest impor- importers of uh, of hashish into our country in the 1970s. Whoa, like Mr. Styles. Nice, he used to bring Mr. it in. Mr.
2: Dangerous.
1: Yeah, yeah, Howard Marks. Okay, check him out. He's a pretty cool, dude. This is amazing books for you, Johnny. Uh, I-, I noticed that you're kind of into uh,
2: criminology, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah for and, sure. uh, that's great, crime. dude. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna love this, man. This was a gift way, to me from guests, one of my mentors. Well, we love gifts. <laughs> <laughs>
1: look i'm trying to create like you know there could be there could be a lot of faces up on I the love uh, it. i love mount it. rushmore of
2: so mount, xg's the not 40s. here what
1: no, gift no. were you going to get that give xg okay
3: thank so you, John, sir. you know, johnny that was you.
1: about you know dude it's about smuggling drugs you're gonna love it i yeah. love that. for xg love that.
3: that's great
2: thank i have you. something a little johnny bit johnny high loves drug meals brother. that's like his thing now
1: <laughs> <laughs> um for for xg it's a little highfalutin but i literally just bought probably 20 copies of this book because it resonated so deeply with me and it kind of explains my trajectory. It was written in the twenties. So it's interesting because it, it actually covers the depression, what happened to the depression. But this one is kind of a nerdy, nerdy book. This is the razor's edge. Yeah. Okay? Let's put it in a modern context. This is the only movie that Bill Murray ever did. That is really serious. It's a serious, oh, it's, it's role only
2: serious role. It's
1: only serious role, but don't, don't watch it read <laughs> the book the audio book is amazing because I'm they perform it
2: has there ever been this is asked i know it's a hacky question. has there ever been a movie that's better than the book and i think there's one movie out there which i enjoy Johnny, you
3: go first you go first oh gosh that's I, tough man uh,
1: give me a second here i don't know one actually i don't know one
2: i think I, i'm gonna say one children of men
3: okay See, I didn't read the book. Ooh, I, I
2: never read the book,
3: man. But The, the book movie. is, like, heavy. You see, now, like I, didn't, I didn't read Blade Runner. I know that that's based on classic science fiction, but that film is so good. Uh, you know, it's, it's based on uh, Philip K. Dick novel, I think. But, golly, Blade Runner would be hard. To, like, The Shining, that's based on Stephen King's novel. I'd say The Shining is probably better than Stephen King's novel.
1: Ooh, good call. That might be a close one.
2: Well, I mean, Stephen King, the new one that came out was excellent. The what? new like Doctor Doctor Sleep Doctor Sleep, Doctor Doctor Sleep, Sleep yeah. was great. You finally I saw think. it,
3: okay? I, yeah, I was, I was recommending that. That's I thought
2: Doctor Sleep was great. It's just kind of interesting.
3: That's dude, a dark like, movie, huh? How dude, disturbing is that scene with that kid having his soul taken or whatever? That dude, it's
2: super. You, ha, have you seen the new episode of uh, the new season? I don't know if it's the new season, but of um, what's that one FX show where like they say the same cast every year but a different story?
3: You mean like the they did the OJ Simpson thing?
2: Yeah, yeah, I, oh, I don't know if they did the O.J. Simpson thing. Oh, oh yeah, yeah oh, they did. Uh, Oh, oh, you're talking about the feud. Martha loves the, it. The feud is that, what, or no, no, something? no. It's a, I forget the name of the movie, but my, a TV show. But Martha loves it. Uh, Lady Gaga was on it for a while. Oh, yeah. oh, American Horror Story. American Horror Story. Like, I think this season oh, is um, Ratchet, or it was one. of The season comes. It's like super dark, dude super dark yeah. that can that i do a shout out dark. really quick my do a shout out dude my
1: buddy my buddy lewis diaz is one of the uh production designers who does the intro sequence so when you watch that show how the bait like american horror story oh, wow. you remember the season when the baby is coming out and doing all that stuff and that's got the furnace and everything my buddy does all that and and the foam work and the, the artistry. it is goes such into a, a it brilliant is so idea. next level so it next really
2: level. is a great idea like a, a different story the same cast so you still get like an emotional Im- investment into them which is probably what studio execs fear like oh man they how are they going to emotionally invest in these people but they got all right time for my gift I, I held off for as long as i could
1: okay i knew it
2: i was like oh he can't handle it too long
1: okay so i, I noticed you really appreciated that hermetic podcast recently when you guys went over the set no the the philosophy Yeah, the one where I, everyone said
2: I, I talk too much oh please this
1: is your podcast. This is a library leather-bound edition. So wow. it's like collectible. This will be Ooh. in your life. You'll be able to give this to your daughters. This is the Kybelion, Ooh. And this is um, basically the basics of her, oh, the basics of hermetic tradition. You got a little inscription there from me.
2: I love but that. In cool. the, on the
1: cover, you can see uh, people who really know it, esoteric knowledge. You can see the square inside the circle, inside the square. That's like a real big symbol. Anyway. This is uh, it's gonna be part of your library forever. You'll be able to give it to your daughter, Sam. It's pretty cool.
2: I love it. I, I I'm, you know, what I'm starting to read them tomorrow. We start reading the Book of Enoch. I got that, and I'm gonna start reading my kids the Book of Enoch.
1: I mean, they'll probably be really ready for it. That seems. <laughs> I can't
2: dude, even. I can't even so like digest the Book of the Enoch, kids, man. Dude, are you reading like you? I think people just tell you to read to them so that they hear, watch you. Basically, talking so they learn patterns. Man,
1: I'm totally teasing.
2: No, I know that. I, I think like, the most because because Martha's always like, read them like a kids' books. Stop reading them to your weirdo books. I'm like, <laughs> I don't think they care. I think they just want to be able to see us talking and moving our mouths and doing all of that. Like, I'll read them my AA book when I got to put it bang out some <laughs> pages. That's a good one. I've, I've read them uh, Von Galt's book, some of Von Galt's book. I just do it all, man. I'm like, if I got to read and I enjoy reading, but my life is so busy, I'm going to I'm gonna to read to them what have, I wanna read and why not? They just need to see patterns of speech. Why not? Yeah. Have why you ever not? felt incapacitated like in your
1: old days, in your old maximum drive days, when you were sort of in a room with other people and you were like overwhelmed by the whole scene of it, and you just sort of needed a few little clues to know what was going on. Like I, that's kind I, of what I, like you're saying. Like,
2: did I, have I ever had my own quantum leap moment? Where it's I, funny. It sounded it, yeah, basically.
3: It sounded like you were about to to try to sell me like a spiritual system. Have you? Are you lost in <laughs> your life? I th- I thought I was about to get a pitch there.
2: So so let's no, get it's into it. a trope this, dude. for
1: reason. It's a trope because it's a cliche thing that we all wonder about. And when someone starts articulating yeah. it really clearly and concisely, you're like. Oh, this guy's probably this guy's got a pitch he's trying to pitch. fuck me or he's going to pitch me something yeah you know?
2: yeah at some point at some point um no dude uh maybe maybe i don't know All maybe right. it's just like sometimes you have to be like what's going on here i constantly live in an a uh, 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 a state of paranoia i just i i feel like i live my life like a homicide detective Like, I'm constantly trying to look for clues of something going down. And when you're looking for something, you'll eventually find it. I have to, in my life, say, listen, dude, just chill and go with the flow. Whatever happens, happens. Uh, But a lot of times, I'm just like, dude, I mean, something, okay, what's doing? Oh, okay, look at that. Look at that. Look at that. I hear, you know, it's like, it's, it's a combination of being raised paranoid and being conspiracy theorist.
1: Well, I mean, like, you know, think about what it takes to be a good parent. I constantly wrestle with this. How far are you supposed to go down the rabbit hole in order to be informed? And how far is just being indulgent? That's a real problem for a parent, man. And listen, that, there is a point of diminishing returns. I do believe in Bernoulli's principle, where 20% of the herd creates 80% of the useful product. So in that sense, you, you really need to limit how much you let that shit impact you dude because it will fucking destroy you oh
2: well dude, okay, this is something you, i really would love to talk about today all. you have to detach one thing i really all. want
1: to talk about today is sam have you had the issue of of uh intrusive thoughts start to happen to you yet as a parent where you're where your baby's just cruising around you're like what if what if that whole bookshelf falls over and
2: crushes it? oh dude let me just I have tell this- you something when you have a newborn baby and my babies are almost eight months old the, and a new spot just shows up somewhere you're convinced yeah. that you are the worst yeah. parent in the history of time you're like oh, what's that oh god i the word they're gonna die and i'm just, it's my fault because there's just some random dot right there like just shit pops up like how many times in your own life did you look over you're like why is that where'd that come from and you just move on and you're like when you're a parent yeah and that I happens you're like okay this is obvious." sleep ebola aids something like that that is somehow this baby got because i'm the worst parent ever in the history of time
1: it's the craziest feeling man it's uh you it ratchets everything up but you it's just like sex you know when you're young and your people are telling you about sex you're like i I got this i know what it's about and you have it and you're like i had no idea kids are the same thing i assume death is the same thing it's another level up where you're like wow you know these things i think they happen forever my, my whole message is that I think our paradigm is never ending. I think the reason the eye is on top of the pyramid is because there is no actual top of the pyramid. It goes forever. Oh. You know what I'm saying? That's well, one of the think, things that they yeah, teach in esoteric schools.
2: Yeah. I t- totally agree with that. I don't think you'll ever have all the answers. I think, I think, I think maybe you probably, I think you probably die when you think you have all the answers. Cause what's the point of living anymore if you're not learning anything. And, I, I totally agree with that. I think, uh, you know, in comedy, you can always tell when so, a comic has gotten too much confidence. Uh, I, I think in comedy, there, is a, there needs to be a healthy fear of the audience. Right? And when a comic loses that, he loses his luster. And because if you don't go, hey man, today's the day the crowd turns on me, I have to earn their respect. I've seen it, it just becomes off as cocky and, uh, dis- and uh, unattached to the moment. Uh you don't make no connection with the crowd. It's just yeah. an interesting thing. So guilty thing of this. And I think I think that probably is life. Once you stop trying to learn and trying to explore and try to expand your, you know, like I'm 47. And I'm going to turn 48 sooner. Like, I, if I don't get a black belt in some martial arts, I'm going to go nuts. I'm going to go nuts. I need a black belt. It is like one of the the last of the things I've always wanted to do outside of traveling all over the world. And I live in this paranoia of like that wherever i go the government's gonna get me because they're like oh you're the tinfoil hack guy we heard what you said about our government and mm-hmm. then I'll, I'll be in some oh, i would love to camp. talk to you about that and um but outside of that man everything else i've done i wanted to do and uh I, except for get a black belt in in some kind of martial. i don't care if it's wing chung thumb wrestling i need a black belt i need a black belt
1: do you think it's within the realm of possibility that once you get that black belt and, you know, whatever Gracie is still alive and Joe Rogan's there and he's, he's like kneeling down in some kumite and everybody has sleeveless shirts with, with hoodies and they're all there <laughs> and they're like, hmm. But like, <laughs> it's possible that after that moment happens, you're going to be like, what's next? Where am I going to get my next
3: Listen like to those
1: it. levels up are so important, man. What you're articulating right now is the search for spirituality. That's why people do it, man. It's the black belt in the mind. And we've really been told, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We got this under control. We've outsourced so much, of our, so much of our utility as a species to others. And it's it, the paradigm's breaking down, man. We've leveled up mentally. We need people to teach us a black belt psychologically of the future and that's going that might have to be another species aliens sp- a computer might be a computer it might
2: be a computer being like this is how you little monkeys level up this is a black belt in your psychology you know i think that's so interesting i think it's also interesting that like like people just focus on the wrong shit all the time man like these people out there that are just like you know these rich white kids out there just trying to burn like middle class cities down because it's just it's to them it is like their west world this is just them having fun mm. and what happens yeah, is when yeah. they get caught and there's a million dollar bail they're just like what there's consequences to this? nobody told me this it's like it's the most interesting thing ever like you put it's like so, um I forget who it was, but he put a re- he said something very inter- interesting. Uh, Phoenix oros, he's like, what you pay attention to is is kind of the currency of your mind, and what yes. these people are putting uh, yes. currency into is just it's super interesting. It's and what like you worship, about- right? It's
3: it's literally what you worship. Attention is worship, in a sense. That's what uh, uh, you know, kind of religion defines it that way. Uh, your attention, Johnny, you're absolutely right, worship. man. We all
1: have a finite amount of bandwidth and where you choose yeah. to delineate that bandwidth. That's it. That's why you hear this phrase. We are the five people that we, that we hang around the most. Have you ever mm-hmm. heard that? No, we, I have We but... are an amalgam. Oh, yeah, it makes sense though. Right?
3: Yeah, totally. Yeah, of course.
1: We are an amalgam of the five people we spend the most time hanging out with because you're bouncing ideas back and forth between those people. And really you're developing a currency of ideas. Really the whole philosophy that I I'm in, I guess I would say investigating right now is the idea that your imagination is the connection to the spirit world. And those things come from somewhere. Those ideas come from somewhere. That is the energy being translated between realms. And we think our so many people just want to be like, oh yeah, my imagination, this, that. Dude, that is the radio for the other side. What else is it? You have a better explanation? I'd love to hear it.
2: No, dude, that's you know I mean? some interesting shit, dude. And I think that's really good lately, man. My, uh, you know, since I I talk this all the time, people gotta be t- quiet. I mean, tired of hearing it, but it's just like I'm more and more I'm trusting my instincts. Like they tell me something, almost like a snap, snap judgment. And I, I, oh, yeah. and I don't always come out with it, but I, I'll go, oh, really? I, and I it, it comes to me, and I'm like, oh, okay, really? Okay, okay. And I just kind of sit back, and I sit on to it. And then more information comes, and I go, oh, th- I think I'm on something. So then I'll tell one person. Maybe I tell John I'll call John I go, John you want to hear my new theories? Like, what? And he'll be like, okay. And sometimes you like, ah, uh, I don't know, dude. And then, like, <laughs> after two weeks, it's like, you were right, dude. You were fucking right. And it's yeah. just – and it's just kind of been like that lately. And there's some weird shit out there that, I mean, I'm starting to think there's a couple people in the comedy scene that are intelligence. And my, my uh, instincts Oof. are starting to tell me that, you know, every single great artistic movement or every, every um, spiritual movement within this country has been infiltrated by uh, uh, spooks. And why wouldn't comedy be that? Why wouldn't this incredibly powerful comic scene that is the L.A. comic scene for the longest time not be infiltrated by intelligence? That statement itself is scary Power. and dangerous to say, but there's just something telling me there's intelligence and there's some people involved in it. I don't know who it is. I don't have any idea who it is. And even if I did, I wouldn't tell anybody because that's how you get yourself in deep shit. But there's something that's telling me there is straight up intelligence out there. And, but let's go back to what you wanted to talk about, which is connecting to the other side. (laughs) Guys, I want to take a moment to tell you about our good friends at CBD Lion at CBD Lion. Yes. You've heard of them on the church. What's happening now. Now we're very proud to announce they are working with us here at tinfoil hat and guess what they're actually members of the swarm. Uh, CBD line is on the forefront of trying to help people get healthy. Naturally, you know, for for too long, uh, big pharmaceuticals had a monopoly on basically our healthcare. Dude, they turned a large portion of our population to drug addicted zombies uh, just to maximize profits. En- enough of this, okay? But I'm super excited that my friends at CBD Lion have joined the Tim Fall Hat family. Yes, they are. This is a company founded by professionals in the medical and react- recreational cannabis. Space. Now, they got everything here, dude. I'm looking at this thing. They got vape pens. They got uh, shatter. That's the coolest thing I've ever heard of, shatters, okay? They got tinctures, all right? Flavorless or flavor, okay? They got pet stuff. Give your pet some CBD, dude. Take care of your lady. Get her a bath bomb, gummies, lotion, sports tape, roll-ons, you name it, man. All natural by the best of the best, okay? Uh, with their expertise they know how to squeeze the maximum efficiency out of each CBD product okay their focus on quality honest honesty is transparent which can be seen in their third-party test results of each batch okay so here's what's going to happen for the tinfoil hat for you swarm okay for our listeners cbd line has a generous 20 percent off code for you go to cbdline.com that's cbd line like the animal and enter in the, the the coupon code tinfoil the code does not expire and can be used as many times as you like okay and uh, so whether you're in pain looking the calm anxiety erase the stress or live a healthy life cbd is great potential alternative for you to look into together we can start big pharmaceuticals okay by using alternative methods that they don't want so just go to cbdlion.com and use the promo code tinfoil you guys are the best i love you so much enjoy the show
1: listen i'm fluid man I, you know not gender wise but in terms of conversation <laughs> we can we can go any any direction baby uh, you know, because there's so much to unravel in this reality, dude. There really is. Is
3: there is there intelligence in Hollywood?
1: I've been here for fifteen years, I guess. Uh, it's not even a question. That, that, that's a question. There, that's
3: a question with a double meaning, certainly.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. Right, dude, I love it. I love it. Is he fucking eating a bag of chips but in the background? What dropping? He's an apple
2: guy. Johnny Apple seed over there. That's a great question, dude. And like I'm really starting to get into like what is what is, I don't know if it's the lack of better term, street smarts versus um oh, yeah, book yeah. smart. Like I think that's a really important uh discussion because right. I, I think a lot of people in this town are really book smart. And they're just not really street smart. And I think if you had to say, Sam, which one do you want a black belt in? Which one do you want to master? Uh, where I am today, I take street smarts a thousand times.
3: I, I think, uh, Sam, I think you're even giving some, some of the people in the system a little too much credit for saying that by saying they're book smart. Some of these people were just, they've ascended to these positions of really, really significant power without any knowledge at all of anything. You know what I mean, and and, and I I think that's nepotism. why, yeah, nepotism is it, such a it's 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 a curse on Hollywood, uh, and it's the reason that it's it's so susceptible to you know instability in society. I think uh, because they they're really just no educational foundation at all, street smarts or otherwise. Uh,
2: no, I get that, dude, and and we're also starting to see the end of the like the. The industry celebrity, this celebrity that's only big with the industry, like nobody else knows who they are and nobody else likes them except for industry and people who think like the industry. And, you know, there's people in Cleveland that think and act like the industry. That's kind of how they think, you know, they're, they were part of the, you know, the, the high school uh, yearbook staff and they went to (laughs) like a, 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 a college and they were part of that that The Cool Kids Club. And by cool kid, I mean dork club, right? And they <laughs> ascend and they, they like to go watch their alt-comic guy and say witty, clever things. And, and like, it's not really hilarious laugh. It's more like professional golf clap laughter. Like, oh, oh man. <laughs> well, oh, what's oh it is. That? It's,
3: a, it's a big jerk-off. what it is. I mean, it's just a bunch of people say, saying things that they all like to hear. You know what I mean? It's kind of yeah, like, oh, I agree with ex- that. Well, yeah. Exactly right. That's exactly. They're just patting each my, other on the back constantly. And you never and you never learn anything, and you never expand. You know, you 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 don't have a a system. This is for how we it. end up with sequels. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know there's nobody who's talent guys. Yeah. No. No.
2: No. This is how we end up with the black cast of the new Golden Girls. That's how we get there. It's like yeah. somebody in a position just is like. How can we, how, they must have, let's remake Knight Rider. Nah, remake uh, 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 $5 million man. Nah, um, yeah. remake the Golden Girls, Black Chicks. Bingo, bingo, bingo. And it's just like, because I mean, like at, at some of these like channels, like they're just getting kids straight off the boat. And by boat, I mean college, and they're just making – because they think they're, 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 they're tastemakers and influencers. And it's like it. they're not. They just – you know, it's like, it's like amazing how how someone who goes to a comedy club laughs at a joke, thinks they're an expert in comedy. You see it happen all the time. People go, to, oh, I go to comedy clubs every time. Let me tell you what's funny. You're like, you <laughs> wouldn't know comedy if it fucked you in your ass. You just laugh at it <laughs> because you're falling for the brainwashed that comedy is mind games that's what you're doing some people are better at mind games than others they're just everything is 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 a spell basically you know they're like they're put that's That's such a great hold on what you just said
1: what you just said everything is a spell if there is no other takeaway from this whole podcast and people are like who gives a fuck about Mark matthews or whatever if they only hear that one phrase everything is a spell your subconscious mind runs you, man. It really does. And our entire life is a decoding process to figure out what our subconscious mind is up to and figure out how to mitigate it and get in front of it and figure out what the hell the human animal is. But what you just said, dude, there are hacks and everything that you're exposed to is a spell. That's it, man. You couldn't have put that in better words. You, you like, gave we've me good seen the rise like, oh, of,
2: whoosh. and almost like the fall of it already, but the rise of the what I call pop comedy comic and I not like, and I watched it happen suddenly. And this isn't any, com- this isn't talking about anyone in particular, but we just saw this rise of these, of this comedy, which was just like, can we make girls go gaga? Uh, gaga. And like, what do mean like,
3: that? What you mean boy. by, I don't know what you mean by, what does that yeah, mean? I
2: don't know. I, I'm an, I'm ignorant. No. Okay. So So, like, in music, forever, we saw like boy bands, right, these boy bands, and right, right. nobody ever was like, "Man, that boy band is like really artistically amazing. We all knew what they were. they were put together to make girls swoon that's what they right. were yeah from either really young girls like teenage, like the Beatles like ah! we saw them screaming yeah, forever a... or well, just like- I
3: mean, the Beatles weren't assembled to do that, but go ahead, the Beatles were friends from that met each other and. Gr- School, well,
1: uh, you, you well, make well, a great point, John. The, the point he's making is the same.
2: You don't know the story and you don't know where you you know the story we're told about the Beatles mm-hmm. we don't know the story or fair were they going one way hey man we want to be the first british country music band they're like no there's no money well here. i i just
3: think comparing the beatles to the backstreet boys is oh, yeah. is a little uh, let's just let's okay. start in the 90s and go on
2: okay i'll give you that we how about this the monkeys the monkeys were like uh, the monkeys
3: are an example of that that's an industry okay. assembled yeah thank And then you sure. got
2: these guys that put together like in sync right they were put together because a bunch of them were like a uh, uh, disney uh, mickey mouse club kids we they even were-
3: know that guy is what's that guy's name that that put together all those Pearl. boy bands He's in jail, yeah
2: right For, i mean or just oh yeah yeah he shot somebody dead. and so so what we and then we started seeing like this thing starting happening comedy and you know um which was this thing to make girls like just like super it just became really good looking guys doing comedy oh i got oh my god that's That's so cute that's That's so cute he's so cute and yeah um that that comes to what we're talking about like it's not hard to learn the paradigms of comedy right it's not hard like white people walk like this black people walk like this you could do that girls do this Mm -hmm. guys do that it's not that hard to do and like it just takes a certain group of Of people if you just work hard enough and it's amazing you know girls always like i like a funny guy well it's amazing how funny supermodels are to these chicks right that's like (laughs) you know like ronaldo must just crush everything comes out of his mouth must be like fucking richard Pryor level funny to like a fucking chick right you're like considered like i mean there's a lot of top shelf dick out there but i don't know if anything gets higher than ronaldo like like in terms of like guys that <laughs> could walk in, just on, the like, on the planet. You, you, you in the bedroom now, and girls are like, "I gotta go." Johnny, and you'd who's be your... like, "Okay, don't go all day. Just hurry up." Who's my top I shelf? I gotta hear dick? Johnny's
1: list. Hold on, Sam. I'm sorry. I gotta hear who's top shelf dick. Is. I <laughs> know,
2: <'cause
3: I> <laughs> of mine. Sorry, sorry. I don't. I can't. uh Ch- What
2: top shelf dude? Uh, Ronaldo is top shelf dick, right? I mean, like – Brad that- Pitt. Okay, yeah, he immediately jumped in my head. Dick. Okay. Brad Pitt, yeah. dude. I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio at one point was top shelf dick. Oh, like, for sure, be but like, he's got dad Like, body, like everybody's like kind of, you know, um, who else? It's like, um, who else? What, what, what
3: are, we, what? are we, We're just going to think of uh, hot dudes right now? That's what we're...
2: Well, I mean, like, dudes who could get, can like, you, probably any chick they th- want. It's just, like, it's hard. Oh, like, okay. Um, or, like, they, can, they just walk into a room and be like, Boom, 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 go. Probably the like Clooney. Now.
3: Clooney is a guy. Clooney's like that. Yeah. I
2: think Clooney is like that. I think 100%. we're seeing the end of his coming. His, his like reign like that. But who else is there that just like you put him in a movie like that? It's guy... funny.
3: It's funny. There aren't as many guys up and coming that are in that class of actor. You know that were you know yeah, sort of the man, Robert Mann's Patterson manic. or
2: whatever the guy that did Robert
3: Patton yeah I don't know did you see him in Tenant? though he's kind of he's he's kind of getting weird he's getting that wonky face of a, you know those guys who get famous early that some sometimes they go a little pear-shaped in the face and he's kind of going that way you now even
1: though I never even Jack knew that. Nicholson has got to be in his 70s I bet yeah. you he can
2: still I still think he can Dick. get a certain degree like, but not like the super like the guy who could just get any Instagram Molly wants. That's, you know, it's like... Machine Gun I mean, Kelly
3: might be like that now with the kids today, you know Barack? what I mean? Machine Gun I mean, Kelly might be know. a kid no, no. like that today yeah, who could true. do it. That's, that's what they like now. It's a whole different thing that they're into. these. I mean, like, a lot younger. of
2: these NBA yeah, players, the a lot of these, like, basketball NBA players, like, you know what I'm talking about. I do, I, don't even know what I do.
3: Is this like Cam Newton, maybe? Yeah. I don't know.
2: At one point, I think Cam <laughs> Newton probably... Well, he's on the Patriots
3: so. now, yeah, probably...
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't even know. But, the, uh, well, dude, I've never. This is going to be the first conspiracy podcast about <laughs> we're, myself, we're, Dick. Where, where we I, just come up with our favorite hot is, dudes. Yeah. Well, this is, hot dudes. We're talking well hot this is what dudes. happens. We're talking hot dudes in the trajectories.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when well, the trajectory uh, is open and you're just looking through spirituality, you're looking through the lens of society, you're like, yo, society, we're just going to be a mirror. We're going to let you guys reflect what we want to talk about. This is what happens. And this yeah, is why you need yeah. leaders to well, be like,
2: hey, actually this Going back hey. to what you're talking about is that th- there. it's e- like, you know, Johnny, it's kind of like what we're talking about, like Whitlock going after those female, um, uh, yeah. having a fight with those those two females from ESPN, uh, saying that they, you know, is like their looks intoxicate people. Yep. Um, and that's kind of what I'm talking oh, yeah. about, these comics, these, these good-looking guys. We saw the rise of the six-foot-five good-looking male comic that we never really saw that before. Suddenly, there's guys who understood paradigms of comedy and how people thought. And, like, it was all just spells. It was just spells, you yeah, know, because yeah. if you wrote down a lot of their – their their acts i don't know if you would laugh out loud doesn't mean that they're not good jokes but they're charming charismatic and they sold the the, the jokes you know and uh that's kind of what we're talking about it's a spell being done on people and that's kind of what we're talking can about and that's why some... i think everything's a spell
1: can i ask you some inside industry stuff i'm not sure how comfortable you feel talking about this but i've always been fascinated 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 <laughs> with the uh comic the comedy click And um, I don't know. I don't consider myself a civilian because I've worked in the industry so long. I'm certainly not a soldier in that army, even though, you know, I I studied theater in college. I was an improv. I did a lot of stuff. I'm not a comedian. It's an interesting army to be a part of. Um, uh, That army is super honest about how they delineate themselves. They're like, this guy's a prop comic. This guy's a this. This guy's a this. At what point do you allow someone entry to that army? Because I know a question. lot of young comedians are like, whoa, what does it take for me? And like, my, sus- my suspicion is, having been homeless in Los Angeles, having lived in my car, having really put my time in to commit to this industry and become whatever it is that I am now, I, suspe- I suspect the answer is commitment. But like, I know a lot of young comics would kill to hear this, man. Um, that's a answer? great
2: question. What does it take? So it, it's different. It's, it's different, uh, for each person, you know, um, there's different ways to get into the click. Like, you know, it's like, I, I I'm kind of part of that click. That's kind of got super powerful, but I'm like a fringe member. I'm like really far on the end. I'm in, I helped a lot of them in comedy, but you know, I, I, I wasn't really part of anybody's kind of um you know cool I guess my click is me and Eddie Bravo and that click and then we started putting together some conspiracy comics so that's kind of the click that I'm blessed to be a part of um you know there was the Rogan click I call it the tree of Rogan uh that click was got very powerful uh I mean like I don't know a lot of groups outside of um that that um that David Cross sketch comedy group, what was that called? David Cross's sketch comedy show that he did with... Um, I don't know. Uh, called call Saul. What Mr.
3: was that? Mr. Show. Mr. Show.
2: Mr. Show. The Mr. Show, Mr. show click. I think outside the Mr. Show click, right? That the Rogan click had the highest percentage of, like, millionaires, probably. Not that that matters, but, like, in terms of people, like, selling out, making money. Uh, you know, do successful yep. podcast i don't know outside of
3: what are i i'm not i'm can we can you define the question a, a little just a little bit more are you saying what what do you mean by acceptance are, are you saying like the other comedians look at this person and say that's a comedian or are you saying kind of actually being Let's accepted the into that group? Do the
1: show I, I i don't know man that's a great question no, this is amazing this is great johnny thank you for clarifying the reason i ask this man is because but what is the, you know, the outdoors yeah which of those is it though? And in do? our life
2: yeah which one of those is it you no know, but hear me
1: hear me, hear me, out, hear me out. The the, the answer is in our outdoor school and in our life, in every group, every tribe, we we develop gateways where there are, there's kind of, and there's actually an archetype for this that was defined by Joseph Campbell. He called it the bridge troll. It's always a troll under the bridge who sneaks out and goes, you have what it takes to be here. And this is the point I was really trying to seek towards. I was like, what is a bridge troll for a comedian? you know, that really tests them before they go 100%. And my suspicion is, can they quit their day job and go in all the way? That's the level of commitment. But I'd love to hear your thoughts.
3: Well, I, I just want to say, this is a question that interests me too. And I've listened to a lot of, a lot, what a lot of comedians have said. And I think there are some comedians who say, anybody who does open mics is a comedian. And then I think guys like Ari, and there's another class of thinking that is exactly what you said. I've heard of them say exactly that. If, you, if it's your job. That 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 makes you a comedian. You can kind of be accepted. Uh, I I think so. I, you know, it's I
2: think I I can only speak about the groups I've run with. If I see somebody, I can I can usually tell you if somebody's going to work. Nobody can tell you if they're going to blow mm. up. I I mean I, I kind of knew some people going to blow up. Like I, I knew that Chris DeLeo was going to grow up, blow up. I knew that Tiffany Hash was going to blow up. I knew that um um talk
1: about any of those sam what was that feeling that you got that made you feel that what was that
2: there was a there's a energy presence with them and you go okay the the minimum to enter this kind of energy premises are they funny Eh, if they're funny and then you go in terms of and you got to understand that this model to me is changing right and it's not the same as it was but and what I'm talking about is only maybe two years ago, this, this was the old model, um, right? And the, and the old model was it. like, are they funny? And, and do, they, do they check some kind of box that the industry loves, right? Chris D'Elia was kind of the girl, the girls loved him, right? So I knew that. And oh, yeah. he, he was Hollywood Lady royalty, color. Right. Uh, now, does that mean Chris made it because he ha- he had connections? No, dude. There's just certain people who have connections that blow up, like Robin Williams, Nick Kroll, Crystal Leah. super funny guys that just happen to come from, you know, connected families. You know, there's a lot of people who come from connected families that don't make it. But I just knew Chris was going to blow up. Tiffany Haddish, from the moment I saw her, I knew she was going to be a star. I knew it. And I I, I – the only thing that perplexed me was how long it was going to – it why it took so long. And that oh, more goes into my whole thing that up until recently, Hollywood didn't care about black females. And they didn't care about the black female demographic at all. And it wasn't until they really realized that they had completely disserviced – did a disservice to that, to that demographic that they finally started to like, okay, we need to – build this group's uh, following up. You know, now you've seen, like, black female shows all over the place, and I have zero, zero problems with that. Uh, Taylor Tomlinson, I knew from the first moment I saw her at 19 years old that she was going to be a star, and she was going to be Ellen Big, Whoa. and I still think that's going to happen. Whoa. And then the final one is uh, Punky Johnson. I knew Punky Johnson was going to blow up, and she just got Saturday Night Live uh, because she just – the minimum thing that all these people have is that they're super fucking funny. And then on top of that, they connect, they (laughs) click a lot of boxes for me to be allowed in to the, whatever club that is, is I got to see that you, that you love comedy. Like it is, it is in your bones. And like, I'm always a guy I'm kind of been for a long time, the guy that lets you come to the next level. I'm like, I'm like the guy on the boat of the river sticks. I like, you kind of jump on and I take you. Wait, to the so next you're, the, you're, the,
3: you're the bridge troll. I'm the bitch.
2: I'm, I'm a bridge <laughs> troll, but I'm a different bridge troll. Like I don't play that like Hollywood shit. I don't care if CAA signed you because they think you got something. I, I have to see you. I have to see it. And I guess I, I always see it real early. I know who's going to blow up. Now, does that mean that, you know, um, does that mean that if I don't see it, you're not going to blow up? No of course not. I mean nobody and I mean nobody right, right, right. if they were really honest with you would tell you that Adam Devine was going to blow up the way he did. but he did and he deserves everything and God <laughs> bless him you know but that, it, to be initiated into the group or let's say without COVID you know uh, comedy cast was still going, uh, I, I just had to see you had that you had had the passion. And that you could go crush in whatever circumstances were there. It didn't matter. You were just, you were just a crusher. Like you were just one of those boats in the movies that just fucking just keeps going through ice. It doesn't matter what's in front of it. It just keeps crushing through ice. Like that's what I look for in comics. And that's why I can always pick them because, you know, I, I, I I, I am somebody who I'm very, um, comfortable with where i am in my my comedy i feel like i could bang with anybody yeah. to degrees like there's gonna be some crowds that maybe aren't into a guy being super crazy on stage but i my skill set i'm very fine with so i'm not threatened by anybody so i actually enjoy go. finding my tribe and that's a big part of yeah. what i do like I, i'm not threatened by anybody i actually get like I, I used to be like that i'm like oh this guy's fat like that's how i got friends with tom segura because we were in an improv troupe together and the dude was so love fast to talk I about said, tom
1: segura he's a psycho
2: he's well he's the smartest businessman i've ever met in my life he's and that, amazing and, and that's not a negative and oh he's fucking bit like the, he nobody operates smarter than that guy and his wife they're, they're black belts but, like, when I saw Tom, I go, this guy's fast. I could either want to be, like, in a fucking gunfight with him or I could, like, ride with him in a posse. So that's kind of – after that, I've always kind of been, like, let me help these people because I think they're funny and, and, and the Hollywood scene could be really crazy. So that's kind of where we're at, man, you know, to answer your question. Brother, I, that's I, how you're, I know you're strumming
1: my heartstrings. That's, that's absolutely beautiful to hear, man. And, like, let me, I'd love to speak to the people who think we – we've gone off the conspiracy tangent just because it's always in my mind. And this is your amazing show. But having said that, what is more conspiracy than the goings on in the background of Hollywood? Listen, there there's maneuvering going on and I'm absolute. I'm not a comic, but I've been following the Rogan crew. I actually got to have cocktails with Joey Diaz in a uh, Indian casino in Northern New Mexico, about a decade ago when he and I first That's connected. Great. <laughs> Dude, but uh, you know, I, I the, The contribution that this group has made to the psyche of the country cannot be overlooked. And you you want to talk conspiracy, it's easy to say, like, oh, these guys are dick joke comics. (laughs) You're you're a humble guy, Stam. I constantly hear you say that. But uh, it's true. But there is no other role that is more important than causing people to question how serious they take themselves. And, like, the things they're doing, how they affect others. You know, this is the key to straightening our country out, man. And that sounds super like, oh, what a hippie. He thinks it's hippie dippy. No, man, we have to connect with each other and talk to each other again. I don't know if you've noticed. People hate each other right now.
2: Well, you know what, man? (laughs) It's it's something very interesting and why there's two groups of people right now that are getting heavily censored. Who are they? Comedians and content creators. Why are these two groups seem to be, to just be the focus of the era of the of the uh, um the social justice warrior groups and the political correct people and my thought is honestly is because those are two genres that don't need corporate cash to create yep. boom yeah, they they're, like they're,
3: they're they're not accountable to the 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 mainstream the the powers that be or they're less accountable anyway
2: yeah they don't need the 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 purse strings of the elites to make their stuff to to meet to go to the masses so they don't have to play the game and they can't be controlled as much
3: that's that's
2: when they get kneecapped
3: that's why what you said about Diaz and Rogan and those guys is so impressive or even more impressive because they did that And to some extent, I mean, I know Rogan was on network and stuff, uh, network TV, but they did that to some extent without any, without the, the sort of push that you see these people that rocket to influence and stardom like that. They kind of did it below the radar, you know, in a way like, like my parents until very recently didn't know who Joe Rogan was. You know what I mean? And, but they were massive. They had a huge influence. And, uh. Is that? I mean, I don't even know if that's that. Might be a new model. Is that? Is that something that happened before the internet? I'm not sure.
2: No, I mean, when was the last time you really saw somebody blow up completely, uh, 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 without the help of uh, of any of the the elites' money? I mean, like, I don't know the last. I mean, especially when you. I'll tell you a specific example.
1: Bert Kreischer is a great example of a guy whose trajectory was so huge that guy created an energy within himself that was so undeniable that all of a sudden people were like, Oh, you know, and this is, you know, this isn't after the model. This is a pre-industry model, but this is a guy who literally I've studied this guy's career. Not because I'm some weirdo, but (laughs) he's kind of undeniable. He's kind of undeniable. I'm definitely a weirdo. He's kind of undeniable, though, because well, hey, he, hey, I, why Clark was Rolling Clark. Stone interviewing him as the number one party animal in the country? Why yeah. why all of a sudden did he get a holding deal? Why all of a sudden did he get so much attention? This dude, no one picked him to do it. The guy just had this idea in his head, and he was like, I just want to tell people how to have fun. Yeah, and it crazy. worked, man. He, he wanted, made himself. You know, a I, have
3: a, I have a question and yeah. for you, for both of you guys, actually. Would you put... Because he kind of – this guy I'm about to name kind of falls on the dividing line. Would you put Dan Cook in that category of guys that made themselves Dude. outside the system? Because he did it – I mean, all that shit he did on MySpace, you know, building his career there.
2: No, no, no. I, on the latest episode of uh, – or, like, is it – no, two episodes ago on the Conspiracy uh, Social Club, uh-huh. but, uh, both Brian and I talk about that, that Dan Cook is the godfather of the internet celebrity. He is the one who created. I mean, to a point, it. it was Tila Tequila as well, but nothing like oh. what 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 um, Dane Cook did. Dane Cook took it to a level, and you know, and it's you know, I'll defend Dane Cook, even though him and I had bad blood back in the day. But we're old men now, and I will defend oh. Dane Cook and what he did. Uh, any of these young people that don't think Dane Cook is funny, uh, Dane Cook had one. T- there's three sets in my life that stand out where I'm like that those are the greatest sets I've ever seen. First one, um, probably the probably the greatest set I've ever seen is Joe Rogan at Messi Hall, uh during the oh, UFC's gosh. biggest event in Toronto when it was uh George Saint Pierre versus um No way. I forget who he's fighting, but it was the biggest UFC event of all time at that moment. And I was like I mean, Ari Shafir popped in and nobody knew he was going to be there. And like Joe described Ari walking out, like Coldplay had just walked on stage. <laughs> so when Rogan went up, it was like, it was, I've never seen a room shake like that. And I go, this is what it must have been like to see Sam Kennison at the height of his power. The next one is Burt Kreischer at the Comedy Store at Comedy Chaos doing his bit about Starbucks and guns. I've never yeah. seen anybody get a laugh breathing in he would breathe in people would start laughing I've never seen it's the and then the other one is and you know Dan Cook at uh, um, uh, Dublin's is probably the greatest comedy I've ever seen in my life I mean he, those three are probably on par of the three when I, was that Sam
3: when was that Dan Cook I'd said? say
2: like early like 2002 it's
3: and, hard to s- know, it's hard to explain how of that time he was too like he hit at the exact moment when his comedy was irrelevant perfectly in society. You know what I mean? People were just looking for that kind of thing right then, that kind of energy. And he, uh, damn, If he, he was a force, man. He was a force.
2: Dude, I mean, like, dude, I've never people used to crush and drive, uh, comics would be like, holy fuck, we've never seen anything like this. And I ask and you a question
1: just, about his comedy specifically? We well, were are telling me people used to say that they crushed it in a way that they never saw. He's an exceptionally physical comic. He loved to physicalize what he did rolling around on the stage. Yeah, Do you yeah. attribute that to why it was so impactful?
2: Um, because, well, you know what he was was an extension of what Richard Pryor started. Richard Pryor kind of started mm. like the physical comedy and I always used to break it down to it would uh, state your premise, act it out uh and you know, like Dan just uh, took no, that to brilliant. the next level and that's kind of yeah. what i started doing for a short time uh because pablo francisco was like just pick your favorite comic and, and and imitate him and eventually you find your own um
3: that sounds like something written on a whiteboard at a comedy school by the way you know yeah, yeah. state your premise act it out
2: yeah and that's i started doing then i realized i was growing older and i was like why am i gonna act this out fuck this i'm just gonna sit here i'm old and um so it, he just became – and, like, you know, I, I know I talked about earlier, but I, I feel like Dane Cook was also the godfather of the boy band comedy because for the first time ever, we just saw a comic mm. that young, attractive women just flocked to, you know. Did, did he I'm make thinking, people jealous, Sam? Interesting. That's in interesting. In the scene. That?
3: Did he make people jealous in the scene because he kind of was that?
2: Well, a little Guys. bit, but the truth of the matter is that Dane, Dane also didn't play nice with others. And oh really? Dane, well, he was like a crush. Like he wanted to crush. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. It's he, not just an. It's
3: like a zero sum game. It's not just enough yeah, for me to win. Oh, yeah. like. like,
2: well, Dane. Dane represents the end of the '90s comic, which was um, box. It would like it was more the boxing model. Where we would they would box with it. like there could be only one champion. Yeah. And because that's all it was before. You would have to be like there was one role on television, there was yeah. one role in the movie, there was one role hosting that show. So it was everybody for themselves. But now because of podcasting, everybody can mm. get some. So like you could get you could get, hey man, you might get yeah. this show or I might get the show, but it doesn't matter because anybody can get the show. But now because of the podcast we can all get whatever we want and we can get our cry that's it
1: man that's the deal is that like it, it, like you have to come from a place of abundance dane really showed us how the internet could be abundant for everybody he, he taught us like look if you just do these couple things you learn to cultivate your audience in a certain way there's plenty for everyone that's the biggest thing you have to learn in life is that if you come from a place of scarcity guess what this, this world's going to be scarce You come from a place of like, we're going to figure it out. And this is going to be abundant somehow. I I don't know how. I think it was Wayne. I don't know if it was Wayne Dyer or Dr. John Dispenza, Dr. Joe Dispenza, who who, who said this quote, but this resonated with me more than anything that I've in a while. You don't have to give up your dream. You just have to give up how you think it's going to happen.
2: Dude, I love that, man. I love that so much. And I think it's really important that people understand this. And it's also like, you can have your dreams, but just understand it's, it's very possible. Your, your goals are going to change, right?
1: And they should, as you develop as a human being, I love, I love that you have a family, Sam. God bless you, man. I I love it. Maybe Uh, my my, man, I have two dogs here. My son's not here right now, but uh, you know, that is the most worthy struggle. And the second most worthy struggle is the the perfection of the spirit. So God bless your family, man.
2: (laughs) I love them. They don't care that I'm podcasting right now. There will be a time where I will go be able to be back in the studio, but that time is not. And uh, I just really, I just love I just, I love my job. It's just sometimes you got to work around the elements in life. And I know there's some people hearing in the background, but this is my life and this is the way it is. And I love it to pieces. (laughs) But I want to get into your dreams and your stuff. I mean, I hope people are enjoying this conversation because I really do believe that this 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 click got so powerful, yeah, that it scared people and it made people angry, and there was a concerted effort to infiltrate it and then destroy it. And I don't know if it got destroyed. I just think it just is going to. It's going to be like. The Blues Brothers. You know when the Blues Brothers had to go around and get all the the,
3: oh, the yeah. band back together. They hit, hit the road.
2: Or what was it? The oh, yeah. one, the one, um, the one uh, movie where like the guy had to get all the superheroes back together. You know, hold on one second, guys. Can you stop this for two seconds? You know, I, I that's a, a question that that's and a question
3: man. that fascinates me though. The question you're talking about, sort of uh, mm. as it relates to, like acceptance in that comedy community and and what that means and and really i think it, it does vary comedian to comedian i've heard so many answers like there are some people that there's a classic guy that works really hard at it you know and just doesn't ever get funny like at a level that impresses other comedians you know what i mean but they're there every no no, no yeah yeah and they kind of live they they can scrape you know scratch out a, a living uh but I, I, some of those guys don't even get accepted, you know what I mean? And, and I, it's, it's a really sort of uh, – that's a, that's a tricky question. It's...
1: What it is really is – the question is um, what does it mean to search for excellence, and how do you know when you're actually searching? And are there clues you can look for? Um, are there – like should you look to others for affirmation that you yeah. are doing it? And then like, isn't, isn't there a lot of peril in that? Because, you know, they're yeah. definitely going to threaten
3: them. No, you're right. And There's also a lack of self-awareness do? among those guys that, that I, like I described that don't get accepted, but still kind of seem to pursue it. You know, really, I, I think, oh yeah. If you lack self-awareness, that's like the f- highway to getting, getting kind of, getting kind of ridiculed in that group. You know what I mean?
2: No, I, 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 oh, 100% back in too, but there are people. Oh, look
1: at that beautiful baby.
3: Hey, baby.
2: Yeah, we love her. This is this is ninja. Um she's now Hi, ninja. Um there are a lot of people within the scene that 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 don't learn uh can't be honest with where they are and what's going on and a lot of times uh the years have passed they haven't gotten to where they want to and they're freaking out. And my generation even though I'm in like my late 40s but I think it goes to probably my generation probably goes to you know like Probably to forty, uh, so it's like my generation, maybe the generation before, I slowly come to grips that like time has passed, and I'm. Yeah. Bl- I was just talking to my friend, my friend Graham Elwood, the other day, and I was talking about how lucky I am that I've had this late surge, because, mm. you know, it wasn't like this f- three four years ago, yeah. and that's yeah. why I take this show very seriously and. I work very hard to make sure everybody's happy and okay. Um, but it's like, dude, it's like some people don't. I, and that's why I also, man, I always like, I'll sit down and talk to anybody that I know been grinding for a while and give them the advice that I, that worked for me. And it's just the truth is like, this is what I did. You got to try to do it. And it's, people freak out, man they freak out because they're so used to the old model, but the old model is dead. It's dead. I don't know how many more big stars we're going to put out. Like, you know, my friend Punky Johnson got Saturday Night Live and I'm so happy for her, but is Saturday Night Live what it was before? Not to diminish what she's done because getting it still, I don't care how small Saturday Night Live is or whatever, there's still a, a million people trying to get on the show.
3: No, you're right. Though it's only it, the prestige it has. It, it's kind of, it's kind of running on banked prestige now. You know, the, the its past successes. It's it's really it's a big deal. Uh, like in legacy media, you know, TV and newspapers. But to everybody else, it's just and, it's, well,
2: among comics, it's, it's it's some I just got so yeah, not, and the industry. Yeah, be happier for them.
3: And the industry. Yeah, but well, that's it's always going to be an institution for sure. It
1: will always be an institution.
2: I don't know if it will always. I think at some point they will be like, are we spending money on something? See, when When Lauren Michaels
3: goes, that'll be the test. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, Steve Jobs. When
2: Shane Gillis got taken out, that was done purposefully for promotional reasons. Yeah. And it's
3: interesting because it's, have you heard him talk about it? He said that Lauren Michaels told him, listen, this is going to pass. You know, you're going to be fine. Uh, you just got to exactly. get out ahead of it and that tells you how much power he has on his own show if he couldn't even save the guy exactly
1: how much like who does he really have any influence but, but also on it? I mean, it's like what, what we're seeing you, in time is
2: but it's what, just gonna what, be him diminishing in power well yeah i mean but the truth of the matter is it's like why does lauren michaels what makes you think lauren michaels is telling shane gillis any truth like
3: oh, well, could be could be yeah you're totally right yeah
2: You know, it's like if if this guy can't get anybody to watch the show and the only way he can get anybody to watch the show in this in this world of like uh, um, uh, train wreck promotions is like, hey, dude, this is what I really believe happens on Saturday Night Live. They hire if they hire. So it seems to be like three people make the show every year. Right. Sometimes they'll try four. And one of them will have, like, a big controversy. If that person can make it through, then they get to the show. But if not, Saturday Night Live looks great, but hey, man, we can't hire you. So, Lauren Michaels owes nothing thanks, to thanks. anybody. This is just somebody coming through. Lauren Michaels 100% participates in train wreck promotions. It's just how he does it. He did with Leslie Jones and her whole, um, whole uh, first-round draft pick bit. She did it purpose, and why did he do that? Because she was going to be announced as one of the members of the all-female Ghostbusters. So if she makes it through that, she gets on the, she gets in the movie. But if not, he, got, he has promotion for his movie. That's what he does. He did it with Melissa Senior. She deleted a bunch of tweets, and then everyone became crazy. But she made it through, and now she's on the show, and he got a bunch of PR for the upcoming season. Saturday Night Live does this all the time. They create fake they fake controversy because I've seen it. And, and when you go to actually like the controversy, all the tweets are, are you, ba- they're basically like, is this offensive? Nobody's actually complaining. It's just these bots and the system used together to put out this information to seem like there's a controversy out there and there's not.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, you know, these guys are embedded. You know, they're embedded in the system. They're content deciders. They're not content providers. And that's what I find the most fascinating about it. And and this is the paradigm that's shifting, is we're paying a lot more attention to these content deciders. And we're going, what the fuck? Forgive me, little little baby.
2: Yeah, I'm with you on that, too. (laughs) So you're, you're starting your own school. What is this school about?
1: It's so funny, man. Um, I, I, I was really lucky to work for an outdoor tour company that took kids from around the world around America. And this company just went out of business. I wouldn't have been able to talk about this actually because of NDAs, but they just went under because of COVID. So Uh it it really breaks my heart because I, I thought I envisioned my son maybe working for this company one day, but you know, when I was young, the paradigm was like, Hey, I can't wait to go backpack Europe. And, uh, you know, get some perspective over there. I don't know if they – I hope to God kids still do this. I don't know that they do. What do you guys think on that, actually, before we go farther? Do you think kids still go backpack Europe?
2: I, I think I think yeah. they do. I don't know in this COVID world what's going to happen, which is – Well, this hilarious. minute,
1: you know, for sure.
2: Because it's just like – it's just like so funny because all these states are just slowly opening, and some people are like, "Should we? Yeah. should we do it? Should we – should we do it and like you know it's like all these statistics are coming out about how many people actually dying and it's so like 99.975 survive and it's just like people are like should we open should we open and i'm just telling you man it's all been done so going back i do think i do think people still travel but i think there has been a, a concerted effort by the media and social media people to scare people from traveling. Oh, yeah. Because they don't want people to go around and see that these people that the news has been demonizing aren't really that bad. And these situations right. around the world aren't really that bad. I mean, when you hear about Australia, you know, and these like fucking crazy laws are trying to pass, apparently it's just one little section of Australia. And that doesn't mean to diminish it like it's not important because whoever lives in that little area is getting fucked with right now, right? But it's like they may, like what they're doing with Portland. They're trying to act like Portland is on fire when it's this little area. And that's I don't think they want people going around and seeing the world.
3: You know, I there you know this is there might be a distinction there though. Uh, you, you asked backpacking and I think that's a I think kids today are, are going to places and staying in hotels you know, possibly supported by their parents and not actually getting out and learning anything. You know what I mean? Uh, They're getting like the tourist the, the the Hilton experience rather than actually uh staying in a hostel possibly or backpacking across the country on foot. And I, I Johnny, I, I did mean, you hostel around? uh no, I would uh I when I was in college I did a uh, like a road trip just in the car uh across the country. Oh, yeah. And that was great I great American I mean, road trip. Yeah, it was and I drove out here, you know. Uh, Are you
2: guys ready for the craziest statement ever? I love That's it. 100% true. <laughs> yeah, maybe drop it. Drop I am it. almost 48 years old. I've never been on vacation.
1: So, Sam, what do I have to do to be the guy who facilitates your first vacation?
3: I, I, I will know. set up I your just... tent.
1: I will do everything for you. Your kids will be old enough. I'll make sure that everything's taken care of. All you have to do is come out into the wilderness and be a human monkey. And we'll pick a property where there's water and you can get in the water naked and you can do all these things. You can think about what the spirit means. You can connect to nature and you can go, holy shit, we're doing it wrong in the cities.
2: I just, I don't, I don't know. It's kind of crazy because I'm just such a a worker be you know like i've always been working i've just even in college i was just i had i was i just had to struggle to make money i couldn't go on spring breaks and mostly because i was living my life as a spring break as well it's so like i was drinking <laughs> and banging everything to move it yeah. was like why do i want to go to florida for that when i can just go down the street you know but it's like, I've never been on spring break. I was never, ever gone like, hey, let's go here and just do nothing for a week. I've never done that in my life. I would love to do that at some point. And I think yeah, I'm baby. finally getting We're to a point where I it. maybe take a couple days it. off. But like, it's kind of crazy. And I think about, I always think about this, man. When older people, you know, you always, they always ask like, hey, man, if you, you know, they're, they're, they're coming to the end of their life. And it's pretty yeah. obvious the end is near. And they always ask them, like, what do, you, what do you regret? And they always say the same thing, I work too much. And I think about that oh, all yeah. the time. Oh, yeah. All the time. Am I- Funny, we might have a
3: generation now where their regret is, eh, I didn't really work enough. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's right. That's <laughs> <laughs> the millennials.
0: It's <laughs> like, no, hold like we we on,
1: we haven't one. done any work yet. We haven't built any bridges. We haven't,
2: made, <laughs> we haven't built all any right. condos. We've done anything yet but we all have that one friend that just never works. And sometimes somehow everything oh, yeah. works out. And then, then you just find yourself just grinding, grinding, grinding. And you're just like, what are we doing here? Like, what is the purpose? You of nailed it.
1: What is that person who manages to just psychologically cruise their way through life? I've had these friends too. And I, and I man, we have all, we all have, I'm like, who, how do you do this? What, and, man, what it, and listen, I've done a lot of analyzing of these people, and huh. this is where I stand right now. This is where I stand. The placebo effect is a scientific name for something which is so diminishing in its power. The word placebo, the whole thing, it just makes it sound like something fake. Your mind is in charge, man, and you can line out your future in front of you, and I hate it. I hate saying this, but these hippies, who have that mental power of belief that is bigger than mine, they are capable of manifesting something bigger than mine. The thing is that's not congruent with our reality is they don't know where to put it. It will end up somewhere, and and they'll get that thing. They'll get that experience. They'll get that boon, but it won't mean anything in the trajectory of of their life because they don't have a congruency with the rest of their life. This is where, like, you meet hippies, and they're like, I'm manifesting myself a color TV, bro. (laughs) Like You don't even have a house. (laughs) <laughs> where, where are you gonna plug it? Where are you gonna plug it in? Yeah, dude. You know, kind of crazy. But, but they're not Thanks. wrong. They're not wrong. They have keyed agree, into the dude. right idea. They're just trying to apply it in the wrong scenario.
3: You know, there is a certain genius to that. You you see that sometimes with writers and and, and poets who kind of they live like a rootless life. I would say you know they have that one ability, and then with outside of that, their really their life is a mess. And I you know you Bukowski. See, yeah Bukowski yeah. Uh, I'm thinking of uh what, <laughs> what what's the damn uh what's the movie Henry that, Miller that uh what's the movie that uh Harmony Corrine did about uh uh with Matthew McConaughey as a lead, uh about that crazy oh shit, what's his
1: uh not that new Matthew McConaughey uh-huh. where he's an artist with Snoop Dogg not that Yeah, new. yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. That guy. It's based on that guy that he, movie... he, he, he it's a crazy fucking movie. He lives I'm his so life. I'm like... so
1: glad this came up organically, Johnny. You could, uh-huh, this could not have Listen, man, I cannot believe this came up organically. Okay, I've been fucking watching that movie so much because it is so ridiculous. It's obvious that they're it's trying. It's insane. To rip a combination of Jimmy Buffett, Jimmy Buffett, and Hunter Thompson. Those are the two characters that he's trying to do. It's yep. super obvious, and they're not wrong. Like that character exists. I'm living that guy's life up in. Well, the no, that guy's not- a real
3: guy, though. I can't. I can't remember that guy's name, but that that guy in that movie is a real guy. Yeah,
1: but, like, uh, I got to be honest with you. The, the Beach Bomb is the name of the of him film. Is, yeah, yeah, dude. I cannot. I'm so fucking. You just made my podcast, Johnny. Moon Dog. That's you get it. the book. You get the book, Johnny. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> moon Doggy, I think is what yeah, they call them. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, he, you know what I hate about this? He was this close to doing it where, I, where everybody was like, okay,
3: this is another fear and loathing.
0: But
1: they got it this yeah. much wrong, and it didn't work, and you're nope. so frustrated by
3: that. Yeah, it was a frustration. Here, by the way, here's this guy's Wikipedia entry. Also, uh, Lewis Thomas Harden, also known as Moon Dog. And listen, when you have this many, when when you have this kind of uh, description for you, this means you don't do anything. Was an American musician, composer, uh, poet, and inventor of several musical instruments. <laughs> like what the fuck? That's just a. What musical? The, Can you, you know, click on that I link?
2: Invented the kazoo. <laughs> what, what did he make? Uh, no, but here's the thing about manifest manifesting your destiny. Like I remember when the um when the uh, uh, secret came out and they're just insane. like, all you have to do is visualize oh, yeah. it and it will happen. And I'm like, that is such a lazy approach to this one. Okay. Oh, he's also.
3: I'm sorry. He's also a theoretician. So there you go. I forgot to mention that.
1: Well, so are you, Johnny, and so am I. So Sam, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you know yeah. that. That's where his amazing questions come from. His his theoretician.
3: <laughs> that was. You're right, though. That movie is just. I I can't get my hands around it. I I can't say I enjoyed it. Uh, but I. I
1: it's something you love to hate.
3: It, yeah, it captivated. I would never, uh, it did I would captivate.
1: Never recommend me. it no. without uh, a uh, sort of a what's the word? Um, a caveat. But I would still recommend it because I find it immeasurably entertaining. It's an experience. You just have to know what you're about to digest. It's like, yo, can you eat a foot-long hot dog with chili and fucking sausage and onions? You know there's going to be repercussions, right? But you still want to eat this fucking hot dog, right? I mean, look, you want to eat this hot dog.
3: Yeah.
1: It's that ridiculous. It's that kind of insanity where you're like, what the fuck? It takes you 20 minutes just to digest what the fuck he's doing. You're sitting there going, what am I fucking watching? Like, what is this?
3: It's a trip. But man,
1: man. Gets, you know, I don't recommend any drugs to anybody, just like Hunter Thompson, but they've always worked for me. So, you know, that movie's
2: it's next level. Yeah, for sure. We're just living in interesting times, dude. It's just interesting times. I, I keep bringing up the school. Tell me about the school. School, dude, I I feel like it's like the
1: reason Sam that I keep being secretive about it is because if you go searching for me online, I've done a couple things here in town. I don't have a web presence. There's nothing there. It's not a mistake. I don't like the internet. I I really feel like Dave Chappelle nailed it when he did his sketch about what the internet was on his show. I really think the internet is that gross, and I was like, okay, I have to have an I have to have a presence here. I do want to contribute to people. That's not. That has nothing to do with my contribution. I want to meet people, connect with them. And so it's a, I have a, I wrestle with it, right? On average, my outdoor school will take about 32 people an entire year into the outdoors. It's not a lot. It's only about 30 people. So I, I want to accommodate everybody, but I'm only one dude. What we do is we go out into the wilderness and I don't do a lot, actually. Mother Nature, she's very capable, man. When you, when you take someone's cell phone away from them, when you sit them down in a tent, when you make them eat a clean diet, not make them, when you just say, hey, maybe just not drink the soda, sit, sit around and just hang out. Magic happens, dude. I don't actually have to do anything. Mother Nature's amazing. My whole message is, I think our biggest mistake is to believe in
3: human cleverness. I think we need to step our yeah, ego down. That's
2: Hollywood comedy right there.
3: Unpack that a little just, bit. Unpack that a bit. What do you mean by that?
1: Well, we, okay, so let's look at medicine. I believe in medicine in terms of trauma. I believe in science. I believe in the scientific method as outlined by Sir Francis Bacon. I think we've made a lot of theoretical progress in terms of how we digest our reality. Medicine as a whole, in terms of how we've applied it, I think is a net sum negative. Medicine gave us lobotomies. Medicine gave mm. us insane experiments. Medi- you know, like the, the problem is humans are applying these beautiful techniques. This is all applic- applicable to mindfulness. We, my whole search is for how do we become more aware of like the potential outcome of what we're doing? Like, Dude, How can you do about? lobotomy? How right can you now? do a lobotomy?
2: Is what we're going and, and just through. be like this is medicine. I don't know that. You know? Yeah. I mean, what you're talking about is what we're going through with this COVID stuff now, with everybody yeah. just COVID, do this, do they, do scientists and you like people like science doctors? They're they're just like priests and holy men. They're human beings, oh, yeah. and they're easily influenced. And it's just like question everything all the time and like people just don't want to do that because it's easier just to go with the flow but it's like my friend scott used to say the only dead fish go with the flow man only dead fish and you just gotta you you gotta question everything science is so bought and sold right now that you you can't do anything hold on one second
1: Oh baby. So beautiful. Science is bought and sold. And and the main thing that you're saying, Sam, what's strumming my heartstrings is the idea that we have to become our own experts again. We need to learn about medicine. We need to learn about self protection. That's why you want a black belt. We need to learn about all these things. And we have to decentralize uh, we have to re-centralize our autonomy in ourselves. We yeah, what happened to the what happened to the, again.
3: the Renaissance man, you know, the generalist. Yeah. What happened to that person? Yeah, baby. Yeah. Yeah, bring it back. Yeah, the, the,
1: the renaissance man who can paint and who, you know, there's an amazing book that Joe Rogan talks about all the time. It's the Book of Five Rings by Miyamoto Musashi. And when I, when I started reading the books that Joe read, I hate to mm-hmm. fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Joe Rogan is like my mentor I've never met. But uh, look, I ended up on the podcast circuit because of him. I would not be sitting here without that dude. His contribution is immeasurable. He's the Jesus of our time. And I'm not, I don't, I'm not saying that to be like <laughs> dramatic or grandiose. I'm saying in terms of a voice of the people, he has become a, a speaker. He's become a resonator. And influence. And, and, and an and influence. An influence. Oh, yeah. It's like like when the Beatles
3: said they – like when John Lennon said the Beatles were bigger than Jesus. Uh, In a sense, in the sense that you're talking about, they were at that time. They were – Yeah. Yeah. They were resonators, like you said. The difference, Johnny,
1: Johnny, is that I honestly believe Joe has sat down, gotten stoned, done acid, taken mushrooms, and thought about what – awareness they didn't have the internet they didn't know their reach they didn't really grasp how much they impacted people joe does man i think maybe I, I, yeah no totally all yeah, yeah, no, all totally. yeah. A, he really takes his responsibility seriously and that's the only reason i even mention him is because that's the kind of person you want as a mentor someone who understands their responsibility although like i don't same, know how much of that he would accept i kind of do you know i don't know
3: how much of that he would accept because he's, he's humble he, yeah exactly yeah
2: I think Joe is. Uh, I think Joe is is uh, in a place mentally uh, where very few people can operate. Uh, oh, yeah. I think he's smart enough to uh, set him, people up to take care of a lot of the business around him, so he could focus on this this job that he has to do. Um, but you know, I, I just like you know when it comes to the Beatles, there's just a lot of backdoor darkness with them. That nobody wants to talk about. A lot of stuff that has come out later on.
3: I mean, we're talking about them. We're talking about them like uh, they 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 made records for ten years. You know, 40, 40, 50 years ago. You know, I mean, what really? We still we're still trying to unpack what the, what their demonic yeah, well, influence was. I mean, was.
2: like for me, Johnny, it's just like more and more information comes out. Even the death of John Lennon is like there's so much interesting shit going on with that oh, yeah. because like that means, yeah. like oh yeah like oh, when yeah. he walks into that area i mean like is there any chance he comes out of that live like the word is the killer cia the guy at the door the door man is cia i mean that's some crazy ass shit at some point he he you know it's like my theory like if they make you man they get really angry when you go Oh, off the reservation diverge and, and that's yeah, what john lennon was starting to do he was going off the reservation he told the royal family go fuck your knighthood I don't well, know he, he I did him. that
3: in the 60s though i mean
2: yeah i mean but this is like over time that he starts to fucking go away um
3: he returned his mbe Johnny, in like do you, 69 do you, do you have a do you have a deep
1: love for the beatles john oh lennon? yeah uh, john lennon I know especially they, I know yeah, Bit well, a bit well no game. i mean i just it's it's I, I, don't know.
3: I i may be over educated on this subject a little bit i mean i've read everything about the <laughs> yeah. Beatles, so it's uh, well, how do you
1: Johnny, feel about their work their body scene, of work over- what do
3: you think i, I think they're the, i think they're the best rock band of all time now yeah.
2: is that funny. honest or are you just you uh-huh. really you really yeah. do
3: Oh yeah, I th- I mean Abbey Road to me time? is 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 the yeah it's my favorite album. Abbey Road. Oh,
1: wow. Okay. Okay. So now we nailed it. Oh, you're you're being humble and quiet, but Johnny, you,
2: this I, I is your sacred up, space. Run the jewels any day against the fucking
3: beef. <laughs> well, no. Now I will also say, uh, yeah, I'm I, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in separating the art from the artist, but I I don't I I don't think there's a lot to separate with the Beatles. Honestly, I think Paul McCartney is a glorified pop artist. I mean, he's a there's there's not much maliciousness to that guy.
2: Well, I, I don't I don't think that, but I do think that you know I mean we're naive to believe that somebody that big did wasn't controlled. That's yeah, but opinion. I mean you, if you want to
3: talk about like Len, John Lennon went off the reservation for the entire 70s. It's called his lost weekend. You know when he came out to L.A. and just got shit faced with Harry Nilsson. And
1: I tell you what I think this is my five minutes, but like my opinion is I think Johnny and Sam are right.
3: Jeff. No, I like that. Okay. Compromise,
1: yeah. Got you're like, like these guys were an artists itself. And Sam, Sam, you're, you're absolutely right. It's not their expression that was perverted necessarily. Now, you would have to look into each one of these individuals and their personal contacts to know if they were actually being pushed in certain ways, but it's not hard to pervert an artist's message once it's out there. Yeah, totally. It doesn't mean the artist is perverted just because, yeah, man, I, I really think you guys are ab- actually on the same page. I think these guys resonated and guess what people went, those guys are the number one thing resonating right now. We need to take that energy and fucking pervert it because that's the same model that's been happening that, since dude. the beginning of time this is the beginning dude you guys are on the same page man this yeah. is what's been happening well and i and I know that was
3: that was a source of frustration for the beatles i mean they they they're on yeah. the record, yeah, saying that and
1: that's why he said yeah. i am g- like the whole jesus thing he's like i'm sick of this, we're as yeah. popular as Jesus, whatever I say. Like, come on, give me a break! Like, I have to be careful what I say. He was, he was saying that out of frustration, I think. Yeah, I same thing. You, like when he Paul wasn't Ma- saying when, that out
3: of ego. When Paul McCartney admitted they took acid, he was like, "Now listen," he told the reporter, "I'm telling you this. You don't have to report it. You know, if That's you, if right. you, if you think uh, you, the moral, the moral obligation in this situation is yours, not mine." uh and and i you know i mean i think they were constantly at war with what you're talking about sam and you're right yeah it was perverted in the end well
2: i just think that like up until recently man we are we have seen that you know life is a stage man and the world is a stage right and those who control the stage control everything so it's like, there could be a thousand great artists, but only if three of them are allowed on that stage, that's all that these people know about up until now. And we are now seeing people who are creating their, it's peer to peer and people are creating their own brand without any help. now. Are there people that I believe that, you know, a great discussion within the conspiracy community is like Candace Owens. She's a wonderful, uh, um, she's, she's somebody who's founder lane, you know, on this show we've talked black conservatives are very much, um, uh, you know, the most punk rock shit going on right now because they've danced to their own drummer now. But the question is, if you were the powers that be, would a brand like Candace Owens help create chaos if, like, you pushed her forward and made her mm. big? and Now you have this other side that, that is going to irritate the, quote, unquote, black culture and stuff like that. Like, is that a blow up? I, and I think she's wonderful. I love watching her show, man. I, this, I, I, And I have no answers on that. But I mean, it's just, it's interesting stuff, man. It's like, who is controlled? Who's not controlled? And if you just go around your life, just going, is this person controlled opposition? Then you're just, you're just going to live in a misery.
3: That's what I'm afraid of with the Beatles. That's why I say separate the art from the artist because you can make yourself crazy with that shit, dude. You can make yourself create and not enjoy anything, and that's what life is about. That's what art is about is, is finding some enjoyment for yourself. You're
1: absolutely right, Johnny. You're nailing it, man. It's like yeah. when these guys sit down and they try to write music and they're like, hey, I'm going to go – like, like you know, look at the wall. Supposedly Roger yeah. Waters went onto a houseboat and took a sheet of acid with him and locked himself in for a month and was like, look, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to encounter whatever the divine energy is through this mechanism, and I'm going to try to create a pr- piece of art and bring it back to society. And it, that piece of art is so it has so much foundation to it that really you can't fuck with it at this point. You can just look at the wall and be like, it's obvious what that dude's message is. Yeah. Good luck, media trying to pervert that. But mm-hmm. guess what, man? Some some of these lighter pieces of of media or music that are just like, I want to hold your hand, like yeah, I'm not oh yeah, to the be- the no, there are no, you're right, of though. them at all. I'm not trying to disparage the lightness of them at all. I'm saying those messages can be perverted much easier because you just have to put them in another context. I want to hold your child hand. You put that fucking song in a pedophile video advertising whatever, it has a whole different meaning, man.
3: Yeah, you're totally right. That's how
1: an artist's message is perverted. And guess what, dude? I honestly believe – in. No, I got into the Beatles. I was huge in them. I don't think those guys had an evil bone in their body. I'm I think they were human that. beings. They made a lot of mistakes, and they, they, they got perverted by people who don't have any creativity in them, and that's what they do. That's their M.O. They, they were naive. they looking yeah. for this like hawks. Well, they're young, beautiful artists, man. Yeah. That's what all artists are. They're dumb. I, I am yeah. one. I was homeless for a long time because I didn't know, understand business. I still don't. I'm reluctant. I'm a reluctant businessman.
2: I, I'm an artist, and, but
1: dude, Listen.
2: You know, artist. I mean, what, what's going on right next, now with bro. Rogan and this whole? They're trying to, like, dude. I, I, mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. I wouldn't doubt if they bought his. They spent a lot more money than any of us Ooh, believe, know about. Darkness. I think darkness. he says a hundred thousand, but I think it could mm, easily be hundred million. Uh, uh, hundred thousand. I mean, hundred. What a million. deal! Uh, I yeah. think it could easily be three, four. 500 million dollars without a doubt you think that's possible man yeah i mean dude i personally believe that that show that show is worth over a billion dollars and yeah but
3: what he but i think the reason you could be a little off here is because it's a licensing if if it's more than a licensing deal then yeah possibly but if it is just what it is on its face a licensing deal and he still owns the show and 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 after the deal expires he can go back to doing whatever he wants uh, then, I mean, God, 100, 100 mil, man. That's a good but good deal I, for I, just a licensing I, 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 deal.
2: I understand that, but I do think it's probably in the 300 mil. That's my honest opinion. Um, but
3: Let's see how it changes. The proof will be in the pudding on this one because we're well, going to see. Johnny, you're nailing is, it. Johnny, yeah, he's is right. That
2: the CEOs of Spotify love Rogan. There's just some staff in Where's New York. The that are, Where's the big hairy yeah. butt? Where's yeah. the big hairy butt? Are are, like, angry but Again, I've talked about this before. This is this is what like w- women make the rules of society. Men make the rules of business. And what we're seeing, mm. and, and by I say women make the rules of the society, that's the emotional side. And I'm not being disrespectful.
3: It's one of the most insightful things you say, by the way. I I, I really I think about that a lot. Uh, it's a really it's a really smart observation, too. Thank you. Just and to this jerk is, you
2: and off. Okay, I, I I enjoy jerking off. Um. <laughs> But no, but, it's, I was
3: jerking you off, is what I meant.
2: Yeah, that's what I, of course, oh, because okay. I would never jerk you off because unless what? I was really angry at you and I just wanted to hurt you.
3: But listen, what are you talking about?
2: You're Johnny, why didn't you upload that fucking thing, anyways? So, I don't uh, upload the videos, by the way. Simulation up <laughs> already, so, so so, but now there's some staff at Spotify, the word on the street, and we don't even know it's real. It's. Well, employees want to strike. It's like, okay, so really? this, this brand has been brought over to your 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 company. Uh, your stock skyrocketed until you guys cried, and now it hurts oh, stock. Yeah. I, if, I, if I ran Spotify, I would fire them all. Who doesn't want him here? fired, 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 fired because your emotions are affecting our business. Business. You keep your emotions to yourself. Our job is what is the best business move. And that's why Hollywood is crumbling because they've allowed their emotions to get cr- affect their business, okay? And they're so worried about the sacred victim, right? And they're like, oh, we can't offend this person unless you're a conservative and then we're just gonna tee off on you yeah. because we're rich kids and we hate our dads and our dads were conservative. So dads don't have feelings and they didn't hug us enough. So we're just gonna tee off on fucking dad there's because, also this tendency
3: go ahead sorry go ahead
2: no but
3: go on there's also this tendency in hollywood and 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 really like business at the top levels to underestimate how many people are more right-leaning you know and how many people don't give a shit about any of this you know they're more afraid of these people like the the very small percentage of people that go on tw- twitter and complain strike such fear a disproportionate fear in the hearts of people in business and hollywood and i think once maybe once they get they they realize that most of these uh, suggested boycotts and uh, uh, s- social media actions have no teeth at all. Then and then maybe we can be in like a post sort of boycott era.
2: Most of your internet trolls, Johnny, do not do not buy tickets to anything.
3: Yeah, yeah, n- nothing. No
1: in most of this. There's no te- there's no teeth in most social pressure, man. That is the biggest. That's the biggest thing to learn as you grow up is that like bullying exists for social norming, but like if you're strong enough, you can be your own, own social norm. That's the deal, you know? Totally. For like, sure. history's written. History's written by the winners. What is a winner? A person who decides to dominate the paradigm, dominate the frame. And yep. if you don't accept my domination of the frame, I'm going to force you to accept it. You know, and we're coming why- to a mad reconciliation in the fall here, you know, with the election and uh, I mean, dude, it's going to be one, very scary to, to see from... who dominates the frame
2: you know oh, dude we're almost a month away buckle up motherfuckers buckle yeah up. bro it's going to be non. it's, it's going to be crazy donnie i know you're not a q guy um and that and i'm fine with that
3: well you know? i don't yeah okay I, I i there's something there i don't know what it is though and i'm not willing I mean, this to
2: stuff with hunter it's all coming out now and that's been in q forever and um Hunter, uh, Jeffrey Epstein, Facebook, North Korea, all this stuff. And I know there's, you know, the whole theory is that, you know, it's, it's there to uh, placate everybody so they don't go after Trump. But I I see people starting to call out Trump left and right. But man, I've learned a lot of information that's come out to be true later on about all this Hunter stuff. This Hunter, but I mean, dude, we were talking about the other day when smoking crack is like the least offensive of all the stuff you're accused of. I mean, you've gone on a run, dog. Uh, Yeah,
3: you've
2: gone on a run. (laughs) Yeah, and it's just like you know, it's like I see a lot of these people starting to blow up. And they're like these political guys, and they're all just like cue this, cue that, cues piece shit, cues all that. I get it. But I'm not like, there,
3: by the way. I, I just so I am no, I'm, I'm circumspect. I I'll say I, that.
2: Well, my whole thing is like I don't need anybody to save me, but I've learned a lot from 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 the cue post to how people interpret it on these these. Twitter accounts and all that stuff. I've learned so much about what's going on, dude. And like the death of the mainstream media. Dude, I'm sorry, but Obamagate is all fucking q we've heard so much from that from q Mm. and the reason you want to hate it is because it's trump and it's christian and i don't have a problem with either of them okay i've told you my theory on trump and got he's godzilla Uh, but i also question everything that he does because he's the president and even if you love him or you hate him you got to question everything but you also have to be like this is okay because what trump is battling is 10 times worse you have a bunch of people who have sold out to foreign interests to help destroy this country. And this country's got problems. It does, man. What we're doing to the rest of the world is disgusting. Okay. All right. Yeah, but true. just know that this country, every time it's elected the president, these presidents have all ran to fucking pull us out of war. Every single one of them is like, I'm going to end the wars and none of them <laughs> do it. None None of of them been going on. Except for, for LBJ,
1: who was like, I'm going to take my dick out anytime I need to intimidate somebody. Yeah.
2: Yeah. but I, even I like don't know if you Bush know the history like, of that, dude. Now, listen, dude. Wild guy. Like Tim Kennedy said on Ray, on Rogan's show, it's like, yeah, he, they're going to pull out of Afghanistan. They're going to bring them elsewhere. Well, that's not – there's nothing we could do about that. I mean, that's just how it's going to be. I don't care who you put in there. But the, just the pulling out – of Afghanistan, we're down That's, to three thousand troops, man. I hate I that. Def,
3: be... I hate that defeatist sort of attitude, though. That there's nothing we can do about the. You know the... Okay,
2: Johnny, I, I agree with that, but I think you got to take everything like, just uh, uh, you know, grain of salt. I think you know. I just think you got to be like, okay. I mean, it's the president. I mean, it. it, it I, I. Good luck, because you know what I really hate it's just somebody who just bitches no matter what. Yeah, I'm really mm-hmm. hating that Hell person yeah. in politics. Offer, yeah, there's for a, a lot of people I love, but they're just like everything is bad all the time. So I'm like, well, then why are you doing this? You're not really adding anything. You're just no different than the person who that the president. No matter what it's the president TV does, it's all dude.
3: good. That's all. TV news is all. It's just uh, no matter who's in charge, it's a litany of complaints and darkness. I mean, that's all TV news is. Uh, especially the and opinion somebody, shows. Listen, out. you want to play. You want to. You want to play.
1: You want to play a, a fun drinking game with me, or like some kind of like fun game. Go ahead. Every time someone mentions tr- climate change, uh, go ahead and drink. Every time they mention planting a tree, you will be the most yeah. sober person on the face of the planet. Climate change has nothing to do with actually planting trees or changing our climate. It is a talking point, like all these other things that people have grasped onto, and we are so far away from the actual solution. That people are considering climate credits and all this horseshit nonsense, which is just human being cleverness. It's, not all, it's all insanity, man. Not a single tree is being planted. Like, I don't get it anymore. We're so no, far dude, away from reality, exactly man. We've on. all agreed to just be in nonsense land. And, and this is Sam. I hate to say this. I, I didn't come on here to wax your car. But the reason your podcast is so important and podcasts like car. it <laughs> is because people need to talk shop. We need to get together and say, you know, it's great that we need to consider the climate, but, like, where are you going to plant a tree this weekend? You know what I mean? Can we meet together and plant some trees? Can we actually do some things? Yeah. And it we-
3: starts with a conversation, man. And
1: people are even afraid to talk at this point.
3: But, you, know, you know, and part of that is because there are so many things you can say now that just walk the room, you know? Like, people are afraid That's to it. say the wrong thing and and it, but we, those we, have been created those are like
1: hey don't you think it'd be bad yeah. if he mentioned this let's get out of here let's get out of here if he mentions plant yep. a tree this fucking faggot,
3: this <laughs> faggot <let's laughs> plant
1: a tree and touch a man what's he doing this we, need to, guy. we need we I mean, need to have
3: an, an a, a a new social agreement where everything's on the table you know what i mean and i and i by everything i mean yes. everything within the norms of society we that we're not, like, not like not like pedophilia Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah, start so. talking
1: shop. We start being like, "Hey man, I know you have these problems. How do we how do we fix those?" No. Yeah, I feel it's a real issue,
2: man. I'm with you. A lot you of know? talk, people t- love talking about slavery from 200 years ago, but nobody wants to talk about slavery slavery in uh Libya Financial right now. Financial slavery. Everybody right wants now. talks about the concentration camps in Germany. Nobody wants to talk about the camps in China. Nobody wants to do any yeah. of that because that would actually take actually interactive people hate racism in this country you know people hate sexism in this country uh people hate violent crime but you know what nobody wants to talk about pedophilia because it scares them because they would actually have to fucking wake up and do something people want to talk about the me too and they want to all agree the me yeah 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 me too it's so bad it's so bad hey what about the pedophiles whatever crazy conspiracy person you That's know it. And it's just really sad. And anybody, and I mean anybody, that wants to debate me on whether we have a power structure pedophilia problem in this country, I'm your huckleberry. Anytime you want to come and have a discussion – Okay, Because I know some of you motherfuckers still want to have a career in Hollywood, so you want to fucking act like it's not a big deal and shit all over it so you could fucking get hand jobs from the Hollywood elites. It's a giant fucking problem, and to fucking disrespect it is fucking sellout bullshit, and I see you doing it. And I promise you, yeah. we're going to have our day. Shut up about That's pedophilia it. not being an issue, because you just you're, you you want to be one of the cool kids. You have your fucking foot in both sides of the fucking thing, man. And I see it happening. And it, dude, you don't think Pizzagate is real? Go look at the tweet that somebody took of James Alfintas talking about cum pandas. And if you knew what cum panda was, you'd want to beat the fuck out of that guy. So stop telling me it's not an issue. Stop telling me it's yeah. like the fucking, the fucking rights version of COVID. Shut up. You're disservicing, it, you're hurting children. To sit there and co-sign that, oh my God, these comics are so meany to fucking girls, and then turn around and act like pedophilia isn't an issue. You're not fucking being edgy, you fucking lord. You're fucking being a, a fucking pussy. And I'll fucking smack ya if you think I'm kidding. I'm so over these fucking phony fucks in comedy. I'm so over fake punk rockers. Yes. Trying to be edgy, making fun of kids getting fucking fucked. Now I'm not super serious guy all the time where there can't be jokes, but when you go out there and try to act like it's not an issue because it can't help your fucking career and you can't spin it into a fucking showcase or a funny ass fucking video, I'm going to fucking go nuts. We're going to have our day. We're going to have our day. There's some because people too trying to play both sides of the fucking rail. Trying to some... Act like you're an outsider while you're doing insider bullshit. Yeah.
3: There's another That's class. It, there's and another it's... class of person too for for whom that is even just too dark to consider as a possibility. You know, like I know my family. Maybe they don't necessarily think it's that big of a problem because it's just too dark to, to i mean how can you live your life with that knowledge well, I you know got I mean? that. but there's so no,
2: there that know it's real but they don't want to admit it because they don't want to piss off yeah. the hollywood people
3: yeah I, so I we just got to reach out to those people
2: yeah i love you Johnny, guys very you much something.
3: yeah what's up the
1: big the the big thing is once you have a kid it, it's so realigning in terms of like awareness that's what that I hear. you're like I can't even, man. I'm sorry. I don't mean to pick you out as like a <laughs> no, no, no. For, for no, Scott. no. Please, God bless please. you. I hope you have kids. I hope you have kids one day. I hope they're planned. Mine, mine wasn't, and <laughs> he's the most amazing little monster in the world. But, um, you know, listen. The difference. The difference is, man. Like I'm rolling with the punches, and um, our world has real problems. And once you have a kid, you start going, okay. Now, what do I need to pay attention to? And you, you start looking. And all of a sudden it's horrific. It's, it's beyond concerning. It's horrific. And you realize that there has been. Have we not been addressing this problem? I, I don't even know where to begin addressing it because nobody wants to even acknowledge the damn thing. The, the idea, that a pedophilia scandal could be called conspiracy without yeah. proper due diligence and investigation is a crime against humanity. I'm sorry, that's what it is. And the fact that the UN isn't looking into pedophilia in our country, that's fucking telling. What, what are those guys up to? Okay, those, are, those guys are doing the job of the World Bank. All right, those are bankers. They're not here to help you. No one is here to help you, actually. And I'm throwing myself under the bus right now because I saw Sam go get so heated. But goddamn, that was inspiring. So I want to get all Alex Jones on your ass. But but really, it's not a fucking joke, man. I have a kid. And you know, Sam and I went out there, and we marched for the uh, the movement for children. And that was a big deal. And that really brought it home. And I saw all those people come out there And to have children at home and to be down there and to know that we were walking around, this is something that happened during that March, man, is that every, every once in a while we'd have, we'd, we'd run into like a lamp post and there'd be a poster on it advertising for like, uh, Well, what it is, is it's actually an advertisement to try to hire hookers from some pimp. And it's like, hey, we could could hire you, pay you $2,000 a week and come get an easy job. And like to watch these people tearing down actual posters in Hollywood that were trying to seduce people into human trafficking. This problem is more than systemic, guys and gals. This problem is it's a foundational element of our country and it goes back to slavery and it goes back to the manipulation of the human spirit. And like, what does it take to actually have a hierarchy? Jesus Christ. I can't begin to untangle all it's that. The, it's, my job is not is to untangle it. It's the, just to bring attention to it. You, know? Well, it so is is, you the
2: know, admission to the highest levels and that's how they play ball. Uh, Maverick, you're the best. I Brother. got a jam. Please tell <laughs> us, uh, tell our listeners where they could find you if you want them to find you.
1: Okay, so I, I only keep a few public, uh, public references. It's MaverickMatthews.com, if you're interested in the outdoor school, you can uh, DM me on Instagram. I'll give you the password. I'll tell you the swarm right now because I value the swarm that highly and have a deep respect for the contribution to Sam and all his ilk, Johnny. XG, I wish you could have been here, but you're going to get your book anyway, buddy. Um, the password is SNAKE777, all caps. So go to my website, maverickmatthews.com, click on the Snow Leopard Wilderness Institute, type in snake777, you can learn about the outdoor school. I'm not some magician. I'm not some David Blaine out there. I'm just some guy who likes to take people into nature and vibe with them while we're out there. And if that's something you might be into, consider applying. If you don't have a lot of money, we can work around all that. It's not about, has nothing to do with it. But I just want to say thank you to the swarm and thanks to Sam and everybody for this opportunity. It's been awesome. Nick Hinton, shout out institute for folly follow that up he's he's sending stickers out now the dude is a is a hero charisma of mine so uh finally my instagram is it's annoying it's the underscore real underscore maverick matthews now before you hate me for having a name like that you only have to type it in once (laughs) i'm wearing yellow towel i'm wearing yellow towel around my neck and uh i'd love your follow I'm just another dude. You're
2: the dude. best, buddy. I love you. The pieces you came, you crushed. <laughs> We're going to talk about Pythagoras, but we ended up just talking about life <laughs> and uh, just like What's art. more important, man? Yeah. It's the What's best. What's more important? All right, guys. I love you very much. I appreciate you, and we will see you soon. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye. <laughs> we go deep, homeboy. And open your mind. Drink. From the fountain of knowledge. there's lizard people everywhere that, 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 That's some interdimensional idea so so <laughs> <I'm> so <laughs> <good. laughs> Wake up Aaron
0: This is only the beginning
2: there's, you just blew my mind Timfoil
0: hat foil hat.